You're listening to the Me, My Bug and I Ostomy podcast. So we're here today to discuss exercise and sport after stoma surgery. So colostomies, ileostomies and urostomies and how you can kind of get back into or start a fresh exercise after surgery. So my name's Ollie Rowley. Um, I've had a stoma only about a year. In fact, nearly exactly a year. It's two days, I think, and then it'll be my anniversary. So I need to get a cake. Um, I originally had the stoma. The cause was diverticulitis. So part of my lower colon had quite a big flare-up, and then it attached itself to my bladder, and then created a tunnel between the two, which had certain complications, which weren't particularly pleasant at the time. Um, I still consider myself fairly lucky for having it, because I wasn't aware that I had diverticulitis beforehand, and it was something that came around quite quickly, and was resolved relatively quickly as well. So I think I've been... Although I've had quite major surgery, and it was possibly life-changing, I like to see it in a good way, rather than a negative one. Uh, my name is Rebecca Langley. I was diagnosed with stage 3 bowel cancer uh, two and a half years ago at the age of 30. I, that was after 11 years of ulcerative colitis. Um, and even though I'd had colitis for 11 years, I wasn't really familiar with what a stoma was. And I was certainly um, told about it in a very negative light as a kind of last resort thing. And actually, I would say it's a massive blessing. Uh, and I've done a lot more since the stoma surgery. Mine is a permanent ileostomy. Hi, my name is James Whitford and I have an ileostomy. I had my first operation in 2004, so I've had my ileostomy now for getting on for 15 years. Um, and yeah, it was resulting from either a combination of Crohn's or colitis, depending on which specialist I speak to. Um, but yeah, I, I think as Rebecca said, it's it's it without a doubt changed my life and it's for the better. I, I definitely wouldn't go back. Fitness-wise, I think before I had my colostomy, approximately 18 months to two years before I'd started running, mainly because I wanted to lose weight because I'd just kind of gone through life and got to the point where I think exercise hadn't become part of my daily routine and it kind of dropped off my radar a little bit just with work, kids, life getting in the way a little bit. So I'd started running. I lost three stone, which I was really happy with. So I was like, yeah, I got to the kind of place where I wanted to be. Um, I was generally running for 5Ks, 10Ks, things like that. Uh, when I was trying to get up to the point where I could do a half marathon. That was kind of my goal for the end of the year. Um, and I'd, I'd found a 15K race, which is quite an odd one, but it's kind of between a 10K and a half marathon. So I thought that'd be a good kind of starting point and somewhere to sort of aim for and see how I get on. And if I do well with that, then I can go on and look at, look at doing a half marathon. But it was after the 15K that I'd done that I got started getting symptoms, which kind of alerted me to the fact that I had diverticulitis. So in a way, exercise kind of probably brought on much quicker the fact that I had something wrong with me. I wasn't aware of it before that. So in a way, it probably saved my life to a degree, I think. Because I think if I'd have left it, my symptoms would have got to the point where it would have been an emergency rather than something that was planned. So it kind of worked out quite well that symptoms became apparent because of my running and then I was able to get help that I needed. So exercise definitely worked quite well for me on that point. And then I think since having the surgery, exercise for me has been something that's given me a focus away from the medical side of things. And it has a massive positive impact on my mental well-being as well as my physical. I'm very keen to try and keep 
my weight and my activity levels consistent. So I'm not kind of yo-yoing with weight or anything like that. And I'm staying healthy because I know there's a chance I will need surgery in the future. And I kind of keep telling myself, if I keep myself fit and active, that's definitely going to help when I do have surgery and it's going to help with recovery and hopefully kind of remove certain risks or at yeah. least lower risks no, in, I, in that point. So. I, I definitely find that it post-surgery it helps with my mental mm. uh, kind of, well, it sounds a bit sort of mental well-being. I definitely feel better yeah. um, training. Um, I did quite a lot before I had my um, operation, but I got very poorly very quickly. So I went from sort of, you know, running five, ten k's and doing a lot of mountain biking and things to, you know, being able to struggle to walk upstairs. You know, this was before my operation. Um, so post, it definitely helps both mentally and and physically, f feeling better, getting out and doing stuff. So, uh, so I was a runner. Uh, I'd say for about ten years, um, and so that's including the time post op um, and pre op. I obviously had the colitis I tried to run with colitis I had good days I had bad days um I often found that actually running made my symptoms better and I, I could run for an up to an hour which is about 10k for me um and that my symptoms would stop so that would be great for me because I thought wow I can go out I can I can clear my mind I can get some fresh air um you know you get the endorphin buzz from that I, I it also stopped the colitis f for that hour and I thought this is amazing I love this but then I'd suffer later in the day um, I tried to swim with the colitis and I'd found that that wasn't as good and I'd suffer more uh, with the diarrhea and with the symptoms. Um, so I I stopped swimming, which just, I hated it, but I did keep up the running. In the last year or so before my surgery, um, the colitis got a lot worse and I had accidents when I was out running and when you're in your 20s, the last thing you want to talk to friends about is going running and saying, oh yeah, I've just been for a run, but I didn't even get home before I needed the loo and that. I'd still run because I thought I had two options. I went running, I had an accident, or I sat at home and I felt rubbish. So I still ran. But post-op, I uh, have run further. So pre-op, usually I'd stick to 10Ks. I did one 10 miles, um, but that took a lot. I finished it. I ran all the way. I finished it and I'm 44. Um, but post-op, I've done a half marathon, and I put that down to the stoma. How long has it taken you to get back to that since your operation? So I had the operation in the April. I was very, very sick after the operation. I was in hospital for about two and a half, three weeks afterwards, nasal feeding, um, TPN feeding, so via a vein. Um, so even walking, like you said, up and down the stairs, even walking down the corridor once yeah. or twice a day. I was moving. And that was very, very important with my recovery. The physios and the nurses were getting you moving. Um, but I couldn't even think of walking a kilometre, let alone jogging that. No. Um, I then had complications with my chemo that left me in intensive care. But again, after I, my initial recovery, they got me moving again. I would say, so after the intensive care in May and June, I then just started walking every day, whether that be 10 metres, 20 metres, up and down the stairs once, up and down the stairs twice, to the gate, to the post box. I mean, it was really, really baby steps. I took my, I walked my first kilometre in the November, um, and then jogged, sorry, in the September, and then um, ran my first kilometre in the November. Okay. So, it's, it's, it's yeah, tough, I mean, I... Long, six months plus, yeah. Yeah, I found it was kind of exponential. I went from 
she's struggling to get upstairs, mm. which, you know, for somebody who's, you know, I used to climb mountains and get out into Scotland and do long walks to struggle with half a flight of stairs is, is you know, it's a bit soul destroying. But actually, you just have to keep at it. Yes. And I found that just, you know, a set of stairs every day and then just walking around the house and just, and as you say, you kind of, you know, aim, give yourself little targets, like it's a kilometre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And you think, you think, a kilometre, I'm never going to do it. And then you do, and you just think, right, what's next? Yeah. So when I was in intensive care, I, I told myself, right, OK. I mean, I, I couldn't get out of bed at some points, you know, and it was all, all the cables and everything. And I just said to my, I told myself, right, within a year, you're going to walk or jog a 5K. Mm. You know, just... It was completely crazy. That was like a marathon for me. Um, and as you said, it was exponential. So after that um, kilometre in the uh, November, I then hit 6K by the December. So once I got to that 1K, it picked back up. And, you know, then it was 9K by the January. And I thought, OK, this is crazy. You know, I've gone way past the 5K. And then actually that following September, so 16 months later, I did the half marathon. Um, so although it was very, very slow at first, or it felt very slow from where I'd been, so that was then, only, that was like 12 months. That 12 months so it's 50, 15, 16 months, months, yeah, from intensive care yeah. to, um, to, to half, half marathon. marathon. That's good effort. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, it, I wasn't expecting that, and yeah, I was pretty happy <laughs> yeah. with that one. To be honest, I'm not convinced I could, I could do that fit now, go from to nothing to, to half marathon in 15 months. I think that's a fair, a was, fair yeah, effort. I was quite similar timeline-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So you done a half? Yeah, because I had surgery in December, yeah. and then I did my first half marathon in October, just yeah. gone. I wasn't as, as seriously ill as you wasn't in intensive care for as long, so I think wasn't as, as intense. I was in hospital for 10 days. But it's very similar to you guys where you're setting yourself weird targets yeah. where you've been used to running or swimming or cycling massive distances, and then you're just challenging yourself to walk to the toilet to have a shower. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or to, yeah showers are big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, first wow, time. I stood yeah. up and, you yeah. know... Getting uh, yourself washed and dressed yeah. for the first yeah. time yeah. is yeah. such a massive milestone. Yeah. And then when you get home, it's, can I get to that lamppost outside my house? Yeah. And you're right. So I got really frustrated with myself to start with. I think initially I was fine for the first few weeks. I thought I, I expected to be not be able to walk very far, not be able to go long distances. And I think after maybe three, four weeks, I was expecting myself to be much more up to speed. And I didn't expect my body to still be struggling to do what I would see as relatively small walks. You, you and do, and you kind of, I suppose, beat yourself up a bit. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, but, yeah. but you I do did. feel quite critical about yourself and mm. say, hang on a minute, I, I, I should be able to do this. Mm. But it's not it's kind of taking a step back I found and sort of saying to you, right just set a Give target a break. And, and, and do it and then if you can't that's fine step yeah. back yeah. you have to listen Try to again. Body a bit, yeah. I, think. I think as much as mentally you might want to do it your body's kind of saying no hang on a minute you've had massive surgery here you need to have a little bit of a break yeah. and, and, I would and say think to about anybody it going for that surgery going into that surgery you know those first do not judge your future with a stoma on those first three months no. there's so much going on your body's adjusting you're adjusting mm. And you've just had a massive part of your body removed. I mean, yeah. you, you—it's major surgery. Yeah, and I think people forget that even though you you end up with a stoma, even if you had a, um, a any major operation, it would still take you a long time. But I certainly mentally, I felt because I now had a stoma, I had to not prove myself, but I, I had to get fit again. Yeah. And I think you forget that it's not just a stoma; it's a major operation, mm. and therefore whatever happens, it's going to take a while. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it it's tough, and it yeah. just takes take time but it's it's exponential it really is yeah and like like you said once you start going yeah yeah you do feel like a snowball effect and suddenly like i did vow never to run a half marathon again but (laughs) i think that's more because the hydration thing so mentally i'd love to run a marathon but because i've got no colon i just cannot get the calories in and 
some people say that will improve and if you put a chart then obviously you'd hope that mm. in a couple of years I may be able to but for me that half marathon was way way beyond everything that I could have even yeah. dreamt you know dreamed of doing so I yeah, I'm happy with that. It's a big thing. It's a big thing for people that haven't gone through life-changing yes. surgery. It's yeah, a big yeah. thing for anybody yeah. to do is to, yeah. to run that fast. And, and I do find, I mean, the advantage of having had my, my uh, ileostomy for like 15 years now, that your, your, lower in, your small intestine does start to take on some of the role. Yeah. And actually, you know, 15 years down the line, I do have to keep my hydration up to sort of a good two, mm. two and a half litres a day, just generally. But actually, if I train and I, and I do 24-hour events, I've not got to drink that much more. And it, it does, you know, three, three, four litres, which, to be honest, you know, it does. And it, I'm definitely absorbing the, the nutrients and the water. So, But it, it takes a bit of time. That's quite interesting. I hadn't thought about that, how yeah. your body would adapt over yeah. that, that period no, of time. It, it yeah, because they say that some people with ileostomy, when they've then had later surgeries, that it, the um, ileum looks more like a, a colon because it's had to adapt to it's that realm. Yeah. And, um, um, so I dream. I dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have dreams and, and challenges up, but it's good. So, but I do find sort of long events hard, and it is difficult to hydrate and get How the do you calories in. Hydration, because that's something I've really struggled with. I think that would be my limiting factor. I'm because I mo most of the sports I do involve bikes, mountain bikes or road bikes. Um, I'm lucky that I can carry a Camelback, mm. um, yeah. and generally I'll probably drink three litres of water I've, my camelback will take three litres so I can do a full day out and you'll just with have that. water you won't have um, I use uh, some tablets called noon tablets N-U-U-N okay. they're like a little hydration tablet but they're not they haven't got any sugar or anything in them they're just electrolytes because yeah. I, I found that some of the um, sort of the, the energy drinks or the powders you can put in your, your camelbacks I just got a sugar high or a sugar mm. low or they just taste horrible <laughs> <laughs> which becomes a big thing if, you, yeah, if, you, yeah, if you're out for, if, if you're out, out all day hours, you yeah. just get bored of some things three litres so. of something that you don't like as well is, is yeah, quite a lot it's, it's a lot to drink <laughs> yeah, yeah. but then to be honest when I'm out if I go into the Peak District and I'm, I'm out you know for a big day on a mountain bike I, I kind of I get to to, to treat myself because I just take a load of mini pork pies and really high fat <laughs> foods and every you know the lads I'm riding with are like how do you eat all this is like yeah well that's the advantage of a stoma I some, can eat, some perks I can, I can eat yeah, what I like <laughs> so yeah there's a, there's a lot of high fat stuff like pork pies sausage rolls yeah. um, and then the you know the favourite jelly babies I take a few of those to, <laughs> they always make you feel better if you're feeling a bit miserable anyway yeah it's always good <laughs> but it's, I suppose that's not as easy if you're running I suppose you can take uh, so I do use so if I'm doing 10k I will take a camelback just because it's easier because I find even if you've got a water bottle you're slightly lopsided yeah. and I just find it easier with a camelback mm -hmm. um, so depending on how I am and you guys will know that some days you feel that you need a bit more sh you know sugar yeah. and energy so I will take squash and electrolytes in the camelback and then I'll take some some gummy gels yeah yeah I usually use gels and jelly, I try jelly beans I to avoid them because as you say you get the sugar spike and, and then that you know that crash afterwards but if i need it then yeah i feel that with the ileostomy you can suddenly crash a lot quicker your yeah. energy levels can just yeah go so you'll be fine 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 and then uh, yeah and then it does seem to take a little bit longer than other people to yeah. you know people without ileostomies yeah uh, i've found as long as as long as you kind of a little bit and often it seems to work yes yeah yeah and especially if i'm out on long days i try and avoid anything with high fiber in it just because it 
you know you just fills your bag up quicker yeah. so <laughs> it's an excuse to eat more sort of junk food to some extent <laughs> you know, a you're getting more energy from it and b there's less fiber in it so that kind of works nicely for me and you can do you know a good day out and it's not a problem did you both once you kind of got back into a bit of a routine of exercising did you both set yourself targets that you wanted to do so a distance or a yeah. particular event by a particular time yeah I've, I've i definitely found that having something to focus on gave me a, a a reason to go out when it's raining and a reason to sort of push myself yeah. a little bit more yeah without you know even just little events i think it's all challenges or even if i just organize a group ride with a load of mates mm. that i'm going to do you know like at the moment we've got a big ride planned over christmas yeah so actually it's just like right i need to be as fit as my mates i need to prove that i can well not not prove to anybody else but sometimes it's proved proof to myself yeah. um and i don't like to be left behind by them to be honest so you know and and it's nice to rub it into them when i beat them up a hill you know you've just been beaten by an old disabled man you know so you know that, that's always it's kind of a nice incentive to to get out and ride on a on a, on a wet miserable thursday afternoon you yeah. know you just get out and do and but i always feel better i don't know whether it's the same with you but you know no matter how miserable I feel when I leave the house mm-hmm. when I come back definitely. I think yeah I'm glad I went yeah. it, it definitely both mentally and physically I feel almost re-energised it's kind of a nice yeah. feeling I always try and say to myself when I get back to remember that feeling because yeah. then that next morning when I don't want to go out <laughs> I think I feel like that at the end yeah. of it that's yeah. that's why I'm going yeah. out that, that's, that's the that's reason the, it's trying yeah. to keep that in your forefront of your mind and not the, the rain hitting the window yeah. as you're <laughs> looking yeah. outside going do I want to go out there <laughs> but you always I've never once felt worse when I've got back yeah. than when I left the house yeah. So. yeah it's always even if you're just you're feeling miserable mm. you know it's really tough to get out Picture. I think it does pick you up but uh, having that sort of event or something planned does give you that little bit more impetus to get out mm. so yeah, I'm dreadful. definitely um, so as I said my, my goal for the one year after intensive care, so that's end of May, June time, um, was the 5K. And then when I'd run the 6K in the January, I was like, oh, uh, December, and then the 9K in the January, oh, I need more than this. So instantly it went to triathlon. Mm. Uh, and so I went online, I was like, oh, right, I need a local triathlon, and that was it, I booked it for April. And if somebody had told me that within a year, so it's three days before the anniversary of my stoma surgery, that I'll be doing a triathlon and then the half marathon, yeah. Six months after that, I'd, yeah, whatever. You told, told, um, told me you were dreaming, you know. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it's, it was tough getting out of bed and walking to the toilet and trying, trying to stand, as you say, trying can't to stand and have myself, a shower. Can't shower myself. You know, you can't reach your feet. Yeah. You just, you know, everybody says to you, oh, you can't sit up in bed because of the operation and you've got to watch. And, and yeah, so to be doing that in 12 months is amazing. It, it was crazy, but I am really, really bad at, oh, right, I've done that. Right, what do I do now? Oh, I've got to do something more. Yeah. If so I don't have something there to aim for, planned, I kind yeah. of nosedive a little bit and start feeling a bit like oh well yeah. I've done and that. i get that after events as well so i do a run or you know 10k or an event and then oh, i feel i'll have to rest and mm. i'll just i'll get down i think oh i need to need to book another book event it's an addiction I think. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's a healthy addiction yeah yeah no, in a good way in a good way definitely <laughs> have, have you got sort of long-term goals i set um, I, before my operation, I'd always wanted to do a mountain bike race called the Mega Valanche, which is out in Abdoes, and they race from the top of a mountain called Peak, Bl- Peak Blanc at 3,300 metres down to the valley bottom. It's about 40 odd kilometres, and they start on a black run. You start in the snow on your mountain bike. Wow. <laughs> and it took me 10 years to, to get fit enough to, to qualify, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, about four years ago, I raced it. And that's, yeah. But the problem is, you kind of set this 
and then I'm like, right, now what do I do? Because you, yes, you must have spent months and months leading up to that. And that yeah. must have been your main key focus. But it, it, well, it, took, so it took years, um, but it was nice to have something that I really... And, and, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been disappointed if I didn't make it, hmm. but it was nice to have... To like have um, you know, like a marathon or something major to to strive for. And as yeah. I say, it took took ten years, but you know, there's a lot of people who never get the chance to race it. So actually, it was a real. I was really pleased to be able to push myself. And I do, think and a do really that. important point that you made there is that I'm a lot. Although I'm really tough on like right, do this, do this, do this. If I can't, I'm like it's okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay, and I'm much softer on myself. Before I would have beaten myself up yeah. before, and now I'm like, do you know, actually, what you've been through, people drop out of events for all sorts of things, and I think it's to, okay allowing yourself to say, right, this weekend isn't it, or not necessarily an illness or you know just, an injury, yeah. but just you're not up to it. I think I think I find that I you know I struggle a little bit with my my illness still because I'm because it's a mixture of Crohn's and colitis. I'm still on steroids and I'm still on uh, antibiotics and all sorts of bits and pieces, but. I think even if I don't do as well as I, I wanted to, I, I look at it and say, well, actually, I did my best mm. with you know the amount of training I could do because I wasn't well, or you know work and family commitments get in the way. You know, I'm, I'm never going to win, but actually, I can finish an event and come last and say that was the best I could do yeah. at the time, and, and be really pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. and I'm really pleased that that's that's what I did, mm. and it's I think it's quite easy to to get a bit down on yourself if you don't. I came second from last in the the bike section of my first open wall triathlon and it didn't matter. It didn't no, matter. I was on the start line, I'd done well in the swim and y you just have to compare yourself to you. To you, you can't yeah. say, oh, yeah, you, it's just... It's perspective to a yeah. degree, isn't it? Totally, it's, it's totally. And looking at and everything that's to happened to you. Yeah, yeah it's it, way you can't do it. And, it, and it's you on the day as well. It's not you last week no. when you were feeling brilliant. Mm. If you're having because a bad day. It, it's, you know, especially, you know, with ongoing problems, it's very easy to go, do you know what, I can't be bothered going today. I've, I've entered, but but actually just turning up and, and finishing, I always think, yeah, I, I, That's I, a bigger. I, I, I did it and it was worth doing and I always feel better, always feel better. It doesn't mm. matter if I come last. Yeah. The fact I, I tried, yes. I feel better in myself. Yeah, it it that does make a difference. Mm -hmm. I've not really been involved in much in the way of support groups. I've kind of not, I've not hidden from them, mm. but I've not, I think because I'm quite okay with having a stoma, I just get on and do with the, the mates I've always and the people I've always ridden with. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be nice to kind of do more with, with people with stomas. And, and yeah, really, and you I were talking about Facebook groups and other groups. That group so. in particular is very positive. Which one? Ostomy Lifestyle okay. Athletes, it's called. Um, they, it's all people that do yeah, so it's any type of stoma. Yeah. Um, and some people have had a reversal, but most of them have still got their stoma. Yeah. And we've got runners, we've got triathletes. There's, there's literally oh, all sorts. Cy there's cy boxers, crazy, crazy there's cyclists that yeah. do all sorts of crazy. Okay. Just, so and it's amazing to what's, see. What's the Facebook page? It's or Ostomy Lifestyle Athletes. Okay. We'll have to have a look at them. I'll have a, I'll have a nose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For me, I mean, you said that you had your group of friends. For me, I just needed to know that as a 30-year-old who just had stoma surgery, that there were other 30-year-olds yeah, out there. Doing things. Doing things. Yeah. Um, so I was given a very cautious message by my medical staff about, oh, you're at risk of hernia and you have to be careful and you may not run again. And, and I thought, okay, well, but I want to run again. I want to be fit, active and healthy, which I've been able to. But I think OLA or Ostomy Lifestyle Athletes was just a big encouragement to say actually 
you take the right precautions, you get your hydration right, your nutrition right, your hernia prevention right, your core recovery programs, you get all of that right, you can do... Yeah, it's a bit of a realisation that you can do what you want to do. Yeah, as long as you plan it in properly, there's, then there's, there's nothing yeah. you can't no barriers do. Yeah. to what, to what oh, you want to do. It's, 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 yeah, it's, so it's, it's nice. That for me. And the other group that you said so to I'm also part of the Colostomy UK Facebook group, which is not just sporting related, it's kind of all things colostomy. So you get all sorts on there. So you get sort of people asking medical questions, people asking for support. But they've also got a sort of sporting arm to the, okay. to the charity called Team Colostomy UK. And they do various different things throughout the year. So they do all different kinds of levels and age groups and things like that so they do things like chair yoga for people who are sort of less physically able there's a swimming they yeah. help people do regular swimming because it's quite a big fear isn't it post-op you know is my yeah. bag going to fall off in the water yeah and so they've got closed swimming groups so they'll hire a swimming pool for the entire day yeah okay and people can all go and yeah. everyone else is either ostomates or family members of ostomates yeah. so kind of but then they've also i think it was about two years ago slightly before i got involved but they started up a rugby league team because i think they kind of thought it's probably the one sport most people think is the least likely thing you can do yeah. with the stoma because it is sort of physical contact and it's a little bit aggressive sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I'd can, second can that. Yeah, it yeah. can be. Um, so it's a master's team, so essentially there's slightly different rules. So you can wear different coloured shorts. So certain players, if you're not comfortable with full contact, you can play touch uh, or you can decide to play full contact if you want to. So there's kind of various different people throughout the teams who you can choose, basically. There's no stigma attached to what you, what you want to do and how you want to play it. But we've played four games this year sort of across the country. So we played one in Medway, uh, we did one in Lancashire, one in Yorkshire, and then we played one down in EU this year as Which well. Which is really cool, actually. I never, ever would have thought that after everything my body has been through, <laughs> I'd be invited onto rugby pitch. But I got in touch with Clostomy UK to say, oh, it's near me, I'll come and watch. And um, Giovanni emailed back and said, do you want to run out for us? And I thought, you're crazy. <laughs> and then I thought, do you know what? I am a massive rugby union fan. Um, and I won't say I know all the rules, but I get the general gist of the game. And I thought, I cannot turn this opportunity down. And so I emailed back and said, yeah, I'll play for 10 minutes. And I think we're supposed to have four subs turn up. Yeah, we had two, did we, or did one? We had two. Yeah. And I think somebody was injured in the first five or ten minutes. Yeah. And then that was it. I think I played about forty five minutes of rugby. <laughs> and it was just the best thing ever. It was just, I had yellow shorts on, I wasn't tackled, I managed to catch the ball, I managed to throw the ball and <laughs> for me that's it's great fun though. And was, yeah. I hadn't played rugby before this year. So since having the cost me I've started playing rugby, which sounds a bit bonkers. But it's been great fun and it's a great team of people. There is different people that come depending on where it is in the country, and then there's a few of us that go to have been to all the games. But I think in the game we played last, there was at least eight, eight people that had stomas. Yeah, so I just find it really great that there's that encouragement. But yeah, there's some very serious players, yeah, and then is. Giovanni going, "Yeah, come along," and I said, "Well, I've never stepped on a rugby pitch in my life, and that's <laughs> fine." And actually, we all had an absolute blast. Yeah. And everyone enjoys fun. themselves, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. I think anyone can get involved regardless whether you played rugby before or if you're a seasoned pro we've had those people that play that play on a regular basis on week the game we played up in Chorley there was a couple of actual professional players that came down to support for the day so a couple of Super League players came down because they were actually they played for Chorley when they were kids so they kind of got ties to the club but they came down and they were water boys for the day which is great because it got quite a bit of media attention I think it helped with getting in the local press and that kind of side of it and it was quite good but I think for me weirdly it was the first time I think I've been in 
in a changing room and seen somebody else with a costume bag. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. You, you sort of get used to having it on yourself. Yeah. It's the first time I've been in the changing room with loads of other people all getting changed and there was sort of seven or eight different costume bags in there and you kind of think, oh. It almost shocked me slightly, which is odd because I knew yeah. that, that that was what the environment was going to be like and it, and it was weird, but it was also really good because it wasn't a thing and everyone was in the same boat. Yeah, no, and nobody notices. It's no, kind of one of those, no. you know, exactly. you know, it's not a big deal. I think changing rooms and even I think when you have the surgery mentally, it's a big deal. Mm. Yeah, and I certainly felt like I was walking around with it on my head. Yeah, and everybody yeah. knew, and it was really obvious. Yeah. And, and, and me, the and first time as well, I think you, there was people there through all different stages of having the colostomy. So some people had it 10, 15 years. Other people, like myself, it was relatively new. It was six months. And there's a whole kind of range in between of reasons why people had them and other illnesses as well. So it's quite eye-opening but also showed what you could do and yeah. it was really good but I do I do find or I do think that I do more post-operation than I did yeah. beforehand Definitely. and it's not sort of to prove to to anybody it's just just to sort of get out and just to I think because I was so poorly it's almost like right I'm going to live life to the full now yeah this is almost like a second chance for me mm-hmm. so therefore get on and do and you know, uh, sounds like a cliche, doesn't it? But it, it does. I, 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 I hate that a little bit. It I really hate the cheesiness of it, but yeah. it's so true. But you do, and yeah. you end up doing loads of stuff that you just think actually normally I might have said no to. Mm-hmm. Almost this, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't have put myself out here like this. I don't think. No. Before having the surgery, but knowing that you can help other people by doing it and sharing your experiences and, and showing that it can be a positive thing. Yeah, you almost want to say to everybody, look, you know, just because you've got a stoma, don't let it stop you. Mm. It's tough at first, but keep trying and you you get there you, mm. you know you know and there is help out there i think and yeah. there's other people experiencing the same things as you are and you, you're not on your own no but if you look out and ask there's plenty of people out there that can there's, give you advice and yeah and help you along the way and there's i think there's a lot of overcautious advice mm. which okay it's, it's worth listening to but you know don't don't take your first answer if, if you are somebody can i do this and they say oh possibly not you mm. know get out there, look on Facebook and speak to people because I was told a lot of things that I would never be able to do and now I do them, you know, I go out into the mountains for days at a time, yeah. camping, rough camping, mm-hmm. you know, changing my bag with river water and just making sure it's clean and, and you do it and everybody was like, oh no, you can't, you know, you can't, can't leave civilization and, and you can, <laughs> you can, you can go camping, you can go walking, biking, you know, yeah. for days on end and it's just, it's just preparation, it. isn't it? Yeah. 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 There's it's, more to think about. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I also you think you, take... get, you kind of get used to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different lifestyle. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Different ways. It does it. become a new normal, I think. The, the first three, five, four, five months, you kind of... It, it's always on your mind. You're kind it's of difficult. thinking about it, yeah. and it's hard to sort of not think about it. It's, yeah. it's always at the front of your mind, I think. But, but after a while, it kind of just becomes... what well, It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I suppose it's an odd, an odd, an odd <laughs> turn of phrase, but I've had my stomach for sort of 15 years and I, I almost forget isn't quite right. But yeah, I do. I just, you know, I pack and I go away. And I'd say when I, I'm running, th- th- it's don't gone. think about well, it. If at I'm all. in the open water, I forget that it's yeah. there. Yeah. And not only do you get the mental health benefits, but you can just forget about it. I yeah. forget about my appointments and my checkups and, yeah. and scans and everything else. And, and you've got focus, you've got something to achieve, yeah. you've got something to set goals to set and, and I, I always feel better I think we've said repetitively now that when I get out when I come back from a ride both mentally I feel better mm-hmm. and I feel you know almost more confident it does help in my you know if I've if I've got a big meeting at work or something if I train in the morning beforehand yeah. why it would make a difference I've got no idea but I do I think it's just 
you just feel better. It definitely does. I'm more confident. A stress release as well. If I'm having a particularly busy day at work, I don't want to go for a run at lunchtime. And I'll come back, and although I'm physically tired, mentally I feel much more refreshed. Yeah. And, and, and that clear. stress kind of yeah. goes a little bit, and it just allows you to think and... Clear your head. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And it's odd. You can't explain why it does it, I don't think. No. But I always feel much better. Yeah. I, I know that as well. I kind of... I think before, when I didn't exercise on a regular basis, I probably wouldn't have thought about mental health as much. Yeah. It just It was there, and it was always a thing, and it was up and it was down, but I didn't really try to manage it. Whereas since exercise, I think probably... I've come to realise by exercising I can manage my mental health a lot better and it's become much more of a, a conscious decision to do yeah. that rather than just let, letting it let my moods go up and down as they would naturally. Other and days. I would say having had colitis, my anxiety is lower. So I call it a toilet radar. <laughs> yeah. So pre-op was like, where's the nearest loo? Am I going to get there? Yeah. You know, is there going to be a queue? Da, 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 da. And that was just constant. And now you can just switch that off. But then going out and doing sports, it's... It's even less. It's forget about yeah stuff. And it's you know I suppose confidence-wise for me in the early days, the fact that I could go and you know ride a mountain bike, get wet, cold, and muddy for four or five hours, and not have a leak or not have any problems with my bag, actually then was like, well, actually I can go to the pub <laughs> because yeah. that's easy, you yeah. know. And all of a sudden this this fear of leaving, not necessarily leaving the house, but going somewhere with the bag, thinking, oh, you know, am I going to have problems? You just think actually because I've been out in the wet and cold I can go and stand at a pub for two hours I can yeah. go to a nightclub and dance and get hot and sweaty so if you had any advice I mean you're reasonably recently at Iliostomy World what, what would your advice be to anybody who's just I don't know had an operation now and I mean I've said it already it? just do not judge your future on those first few months after surgery and that could be three months that could be six months that could be a year everybody's yeah. journey is so different and, yeah some people get a lot of leaks in the first few months while you're trying to work it. You've got higher output. You're trying to work out what bag works for you, what support wear works for you. Just don't judge it on yeah. that. Don't be too hard on yourself. Get out walking. Build up. Give yourself goals, but don't think this is it for the rest of it because it's not. Yeah. It's not. And it is, as you say, it's important to try. You know, don't don't be sort of put off by the first bag that you try certainly the ones in hospitals can be a bit basic <laughs> and yeah, they're a bit miserable and yeah. but yeah there's a lot of products out there mm. and and sort of accessories as well you know I've not only do I use the bag I use um, salts do some rings that I use mm -hmm. and that really helps seal and stop any sort of even minor leaks so there's just it is trial and error and it is tough but you get through go online yeah. I mean you yeah. mentioning different companies I was given that bag and I thought well is this it I didn't realise that there's loads of different companies and go on there order samples order mm -hmm. rings order pastes and powders and whatever and support <laughs> things to, to work to out try. what works for you yeah. because something that works for somebody else isn't necessarily going to work no. for you and, and, and especially nowadays the, the, the adhesives 15-16 years ago were good but they're brilliant now you know I can go for two days in the hills and not have a leak and not worry about it to be honest and then it's still it's not difficult to remove but you just think yeah this is well stuck down when you yeah. try and change it <laughs> two days later you just think yeah it's it's, it's reassuringly good. stuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and i think it is it, it's just that don't give up hope and mm. there isn't anything you can't do just keep trying I a little bit at a time i think you've got to set yourself some goals and don't limit yourself yeah i think you need to take it easy to start with listen to your body but i'd also say reach out to other people who are in similar circumstances if you can there's a lot Social of advice out great. there yeah. yeah even your local stoma nurse is probably going to know other people that are 
similar age, you might have similar activities. Try and talk to other people that are in the same boat and see what they've done and create a bit of a network for yourself yeah. of people that you can get advice from and who have done similar things. You're not necessarily going to do exactly the same, but you'll probably take little bits from different people and different bits of advice, different bits of equipment that you might not have heard of or sort of extras and bits and pieces or top tips. Yeah, basically get out there and do. Yeah. yeah. Is, you know, what, what I think we all recommend. Thanks for downloading the free Me, My Bag and I podcast from Salts Healthcare. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button and the next podcast will come straight to your device. We care what you think, so it'd be great to hear your thoughts. Please leave a review on iTunes.